Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mind for Life podcast. My name is Jeff Bogazic, and I will be your host here on this program where we hope to enlighten you and expand your thinking so you can just expand and improve your life. We have a very, very special guest on the program today. Her name is Cynthia Johnson. She is an entrepreneur, marketing professional, author, and keynote speaker. She is the co-founder and CEO at Bell & Ivy, which is a digital marketing and personal branding agency in Santa Monica, California. And they just opened, as you will hear on the podcast, I think, um, a second location in Las Vegas, Nevada. Previously to that, she was a partner and director of marketing for Rank Lab, which was a digital marketing agency listed in Inc. Magazine's fastest growing private companies until it was acquired in 2015 by AAC Holdings. Cynthia is an advisory board member for the Millennium Alliance, a leading technology, business, and educational advisory firm serving Fortune 1000 C-level executives. She was listed as a top personal branding expert in 2017 by Entrepreneur, a top 50 marketer on Snapchat by Mashable, and one of the most influential women in business by Tenfold Research. Her work has been featured in Entrepreneur, Forbes, Huffington Post, Time, and several other industry-specific publications. And her first book, Platform, was published in February of 2019, with Penguin Random House. We are so honored to have her on the program today to talk about platform and specifically to give you as the listener a blueprint for developing and improving your own personal brand. Now you might think, why do I need a personal brand? Why should I work on and try to develop a platform for myself? Great question. Cynthia will answer that on the program. And let me just say again, what an honor it is to have her with us. If you follow her on Twitter, she has um, 1.7 million followers as of this day. So she is a huge, huge megastar. She has spoken all over the world. And so again, great honor to have her with us. She gives some great tips for you and uh, hope that this podcast is educational and meaningful for you and can help you in your own personal growth journey. So thanks again for listening and I hope you enjoy it. Well, let's get started, shall we? Thanks for taking the time. I mean, really, it's great. It's great um, to have you here. I want to talk about your book and... I want to, how do I say, distill all the wisdom nuggets that you have gained, right, in your career and in all that you've done. Uh, We talked before in our last podcast uh, about developing assertiveness and how that's kind of benefited you throughout your career. And now you've got this book out, Platform, Mm -hmm. and it is about basically personal branding, right? That's fair to say. It is, huh? Right. Absolutely. So, just give us a start and share, you know, the background of personal branding. How, how did that come about? Why did that become a thing for you? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, why why is that important today 
not just for super mega stars like yourself, yeah. <laughs> uh, but for, you know, regular ordinary people. Yeah, so I actually wrote the book for the regular ordinary people because uh, it was uh, it was obvious to me that what was happening is that um, people that were, were talking the most, that, you know, that old saying, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, or is mm-hmm. that how? Uh, and so I was, I was, you know, dealing with people who are saying, I don't understand why I'm not, you know, on the panel, or there's all of this stuff that's being said that's untrue, and I'm an expert, so I know that. Uh, and, and I realized that uh, they were being overshadowed by uh people talking a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And being sort of known for something. And then I started getting invited to uh, speak and talk and be at panels or write about topics that, that honestly I have no business um, talking about. And some right. of them were pretty extreme. And so I, I wanted to uh, find an approach that the average person who is, uh, you, you know, there's this I say people become pridefully humble and uh, and it's it's kind of harmful for the world because you have people who are not experts giving advice on topics they shouldn't be uh, and the people that are booking them to do so are usually talent bookers or entry-level employees doing it on behalf of someone else so they're just basing it off of a broad understanding of something right so it's not harmful and with just a few like tweaks or like just a small effort. It doesn't have to take up a significant amount of time. Uh, the, we could really start to uh, bring real experts to the table. And then the second thing is employees, you know, we, we hire people based on what they've done and what we think they're capable of, but not always necessarily where we think they can go next. And once you take a job in an organization, people get to know you, and it sometimes stifles your growth, which is why you see these lateral moves so much. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they, just a little bit of personal branding and, and um, I see, you know, self-awareness for self-preservation, uh, the those, those things could be um, less of a problem for right. people in their career growth. Um, and you know, we see obviously with the fake news and stuff, I, you know, fake news isn't always done intentionally. Sometimes it's done unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I wanted to reach those people, the people that don't have time to film themselves all day or probably don't even like to be on camera. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So here's a question. Mm-hmm. Why are you the expert to be talking about this, right? That is obviously what you said. We want to get the experts talking about the things that they're, they have great expertise on. I know that. I know a little bit about that background. Mm-hmm. So maybe just share what's happened to you. How has this kind of developed and worked in your life to, to kind of give you the, the, the platform, if you will, to be able to speak on that? Uh, yeah. So for me, it happened out of uh, – one, my industry is, is I worked in social media, so that was helpful. The second thing that happened was uh, I worked at a company that closed and took a job at an SEO agency, and I had no idea what that meant. And I started their social media department. Um, their clients were primarily behavioral health care and insurance, not your typical fun social media right. people, right? And I was so desperate for help to figure out how to do this that, um, and I'd go to conferences and say, hey, uh, how do you ever done social media for a hospital? And they were like, that sounds tough. Good luck, you know. Right. Uh, and so I started this chat to to get ideas and communicate with people that might be 
doing this, right? Um, and what happened was because I facilitated the conversation, I somehow became the expert. Right. And 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 then it, it kind of grew out out of that. And, and what I saw happen is um, the twist on concepts from people booking uh, people to be on podcasts or again that general understanding. I was put in situations where. I was asked to speak about uh, regulating artificial intelligence and uh, these these topics that I have zero idea right. <laughs> or, you know, should be, I can have an opinion, but it's really probably not worth much. Um, and, and then uh, the career started going and I was starting to put people that I knew are looking for the right people for those roles. Uh-huh. Uh, and as I met these people who should be doing it, um, the it was amazing how excited these seemingly very difficult people to reach um, in the real world were, were actually quite easy to connect with online right, and, right. and they wanted to say things. They did want to be involved. Um, and my career grew out of, you know, knowing the, those people talking about them, talking about what I had seen in the industry and it just kind of built. Um, and I, I found this sort of area where uh where people who don't work for the cool company or have the awesome job, the the scientists and the engineers and the, you know, I became the kind of voice of showing and highlighting people in that space and teaching them how to use these tools. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors were another big one. Uh, and then with my aha moment, I spoke to this woman who was a national security advisor uh, for the White House, and she was there for the Bushes, Clintons, um, Obamas. And she said, there's all this misinformation online and it's talking heads on the news and uh, it's it's crazy, I, I don't understand. I said, well, you know, you're the careerist, you're the expert, why don't you say something? And she said, well, because, you know, I just, I we don't do that in my industry. Um, and, uh, and then I said, well then, you know, the world falls apart, it's probably your fault. And now, <laughs> you know, because you're the only one who can actually yeah. interfere. It's your fault. You better get right. You better get saying something right. Yeah, and I, I don't even know what came over me. But it turns out that uh, it was also uh, one of her aha moments. Now she's on like CNN and writing right. for the New York Times. And uh, that's that was a big step. I, I was like, look, the, it's, there's a disconnect in the messaging of why to do it. How is, you know, once she knew why, how is easy? She's a national security advisor for the White right. House. She, she's not a, um, and so if you're going to get to those real experts, they'll figure out how. They just right. need to know why they're doing it. Right. Um, and that's where the book. That's where the book came out of. Uh, but yeah, the the growth I've had has really just been uh, through one sort of uh, observation to the next. Right. You know, and, and people latched onto that message, and and I was able to grow a, a pretty significant following in certain areas and uh, now obviously the book so it's been a, been a whirlwind <laughs> it's been a whirlwind yeah. right no yeah. doubt um cynthia you talk about in the book which i think goes back to your just your point that you just mentioned there about figuring out the why right why you should be doing that you talk about defining your own metrics for success mm-hmm. Is there a process by figure to, to figure that out? How would you guide someone through understanding the why, the purpose, and defining? One of the things that I, I enjoy talking about on the podcast is 
figure out what you're going for so that you don't get 25 years or 10 years down the road and real get something that you go, uh, this isn't what I really wanted. So mm -hmm. the idea of success as defining what you really want or coming out of your purpose or whatever, I think is great. I think it's wonderful. How do you, how did you prioritize or figure out the metrics that really mattered for you? And then how can people do that for themselves? Yeah, the first uh, the first thing that I see uh, happen a lot is that uh, in, when you're approaching something that seems very difficult, which this is for a lot of people, we go so big and we think we have to do all, everything and we have to be everywhere and that's not the case at all. At, at, at all. So that's the first thing is know that simple things matter. Um, and that like one blog post a month could be life-changing if the content's great right. and you have a unique perspective. So um, think more quality than versus quantity. The second is that uh, understand who you are and what's important to you. If you're unhappy, if, if doing any sort of personal branding disrupts your life in a way that makes you unhappy, even for a split second throughout the day, then it, and no one wants to follow an unhappy person. It's just, you know, it, it'll come through and, and everything. So looking at where where do you really have a window of time, right? What what are you really capable to do? Are you okay taking a photo of yourself? Are you not? Are you looking at, at just that, creating the framework of what you're you're all right, you're all right with? Don't change yourself. This is personal branding. We want you to highlight yourself. Right, right. And um, and then uh, from there, look at look at the small steps. Um, so for me, one of them was I wanted to write for a major publication. I just wanted to write for something. And um, I didn't really want to blog. I've never been much of a blogger in that sense because uh, I'd have to get people to then go to my site. And it just seemed like too much for my day-to-day. -day. Um, yeah. um, so what I did is uh, I actually asked some people how to do it. I got these long answers and started emailing hundreds of editors, right. you know, um, and I just need one person to say yes. Right. And one person said yes. Boom. Done. Like that is a big win. Those are, that's a success metric. You wanted mm -hmm. to do it and you got there. That, that'll give you the motivation to get to the next place. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's really about looking at, uh, what is it? How does it fit in your life? What are you willing to do? Right. And not putting a ton of uh, hurdles in your your own way. Like I could have gone down the, the, the path of creating a blog, writing every day, hoping someone noticed me, getting invited, but I didn't want to do that. <laughs> like right. I would have never done it. Yeah. So, you know, so just like, go straight to the source and, and try to go after that big win. Um, the worst that can happen is it doesn't happen as fast as you thought it would. Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, so making sure it fits into your lifestyle and then going after the thing you want, not thinking about the how to, to get there, or what someone else has done. Like that's a their different path than you. Mm -hmm. If you don't have time to get through all the steps, go straight to the source and figure out another way. Right. So let's talk about writing for a major publication, <laughs> yeah. which I have myself and endeavored to do and got picked up by I don't know, one of my articles got picked up by business insider. So I was really like, wow, floored by that one. Yeah. Um, but 
what's the strategy? What's the what what do you have to do personal branding wise to put yourself in the position mm-hmm. whereby someone's going to think, wow, this person has an authoritative voice on that, right? right. This person's going to this person has something to say on that topic. Yeah. Because like you said, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of people out there yes. that are just saying a bunch of stuff. Yes. Doesn't have a lot of depth, right? Yeah. Uh and there's a lot of great people out there that have a lot to say, but they just don't have the avenues to get in there. So mm-hmm. what's the strategy? How do people get to the point where someone will look at them and say, you know what, this is a person we want to have. Is it a PR mm-hmm. campaign of going out and writing a hundred, you know, a hundred major publications no. or what's the pathway? Yeah. So the first thing is, uh, I call it just the foundation building. So you have to, know what is online about you tell the story that everyone has to do like make sure that your the pictures look the same the bios look the same because the one thing again is the the person you're going to reach out to is editing the content they're not an expert in the content so how are they supposed to know if you are right you have to tell them it's kind of like showing up you know to a job interview wearing pajamas you have you have to show up ready right Mm -hmm. and um that's there you don't get to meet them in person whatever's online about is all they're going to see right so put it out there where you can make it like talk about yourself put the the big wins on there clean it up make sure your pictures look nice Mm -hmm. um that's what people want to see that like they want to know okay this person exists they are who they say they are it's you know because they're also combating uh, potential fake accounts, right. fake people, like these are all real problems. Um, and then just come up with an idea. What are you going to write about? Here are some example titles. Uh, and, you know, Scour, it's, it's actually pretty, you can just go into like a Twitter's extensive search and type editor, um, and it'll pull up all ton of editors for publications. And okay. they usually keep their emails in their bio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can search uh, contributor links, and there's tons of bloggers that have actually very simply added all the links where you can can uh, enter. And uh, keep it casual. Don't overthink it. Hey, are you looking for contributors? I've noticed you're a little short on content about this. I'm an expert. Check it out. Let me know. Boom. Done. Don't right. waste. Like, they're reading all day. They don't want to read your long email about why you're amazing. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, don't quit trying. Like that, it's really that. That's their job is to find great content. If you mm-hmm. have great content, just put it there. I don't think we have to go through this whole. Also, they want exclusive content. If you're everywhere, it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't look like. Well, where are you going to find the time to write for us if you're right. all over the place? Right. So it's a, it's a, and and if you're an expert, not a, a writer, right? So some people, that's all they do is they write. Right. But not most people. So. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's it's just, uh, yeah, putting the package together and stepping into and putting it in front of the, the right people over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be surprised at how, uh, you know, most people respond. And they're pretty nice about it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, not everyone's going to say yes, but not everyone will say no. And that's where the, that's where your inroad will be. Right. And so the, the Twitter advanced search, which I think is pretty cool. You can just search for editors or search for contributors or something like that right on there. Or, 
You can also search things like uh, at Forbes.com and it'll pull up all of the bios that have uh, Forbes emails in their bios. So you can do that with a lot of publications. Um, yeah, you can also search lists, Twitter lists for people that have kindly put them all into a, I think I actually have one if you want to check it out. Yeah, I would like to uh, check it out. So yeah, if it's if it's online, it can be found and most everything's online. So, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The most important tool in personal branding is Google. <laughs> yes. Well, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. If we could just figure out how to use that one right for, right. for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about like growing. Okay. For, for someone who, let's say someone who doesn't have any type of online profile at all. They're like, I don't even do social media. You know, I don't do any of that stuff. However, very smart, very sharp, expert, mm -hmm. really great. What's the plan for them to like get this thing started? Yeah, so you just want to get your bio taken care of. This is okay. in on your on. Do you have to have a? In other words, you have to have a website. Do you have to have a? Are no. you you're joining? No, you, no, you don't have to have a website. I would get a about.me or uh, you know definitely just sign up for the accounts. Make sure that that they're all look the same. Your um, social your, media accounts, mm -hmm. right? Your bios are all the same, and. Uh, that's the most important piece. Like you can technically set it up and walk away, you know, if someone's going to look, to look for you. Right. Uh, the, the other thing is that it depends on your name, right? So for someone named Cynthia Johnson, it takes a little bit more effort than some other people out there right. <laughs> that might have more original names. Yeah. So uh, you wanna keep in mind that the more original your name, the more that can be found and the more, the less really effort you have to put in overall. Uh -huh. um, with, uh, with social media accounts, there's, there's companies like Noem, so K-N-O-W-E-M.com, uh, so they'll actually claim all of your profiles for you at once. It's like a small fee, I forget what it is, and they'll claim like 300 social profiles for right. you. Um, and then you can go in and kind of like build up the ones that really uh, matter the most, you know, the LinkedIn's and mm -hmm. um, I always say Twitter because Twitter sh shares data with Google. So okay. that's why Twitter's uh, a little bit is important. <laughs> Twitter's important. Yeah. I guess that's a good and, question. People would say, should I do Facebook? Should I do Instagram? Should I do Twitter? What's the, what's the, what's the priority? And you would say yeah. Twitter. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I think Twitter's one that people would overlook these days, but right. uh, I would throw it on there just because of that cross communication, mm -hmm. uh, and make sure you know your Gmail um, image, your uh, again LinkedIn uh, and SlideShare. Uh, just make sure they're set up, and then you just walk away. Uh, and then Facebook, primarily, if it's if it's set up, you want to just check your security settings on everything because again, if you're um, like let's say you have a common name and you don't do any of this, right? Um, one of the most common places I'll find people that are like this are on Amazon or Yelp. And then you find their reviews and their, yeah. And now you don't want that on there. Right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. Yeah. So, um, so setting it up and making sure it looks good and professional. Like no one expects a real expert that has a real job to be online all day. In right. fact, it looks weird. Yeah. Um, but they do expect everyone to have a presence online. Um, and so, yeah, get a really thoughtful bio and description figured out. Um, decide it, if you want people to contact you. Uh, and if you do, 
tell them they can contact you and what they can contact you for or about and then uh, leave an email. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, because it's the, the, it'll all be crawled and where you end up being the most active will tend to fall in line. But um, at the end of the day, the more you put out about yourself, the less important the, the things being put out about you become. Right, right. Yeah, so that's the the foundation building. Um, then you put yourself in front of people; they're going to search you, and they're going to find that bio and all the wonderful right. things you said by yourself. Do you have to then like do something um, to move to the next step or to move to the next level? You know what I mean? Like, let's mm-hmm. say you get all totally. that stuff, and what what do you? Where, how do you then progress? So that would be the the next step for someone who's like, all right, I set it all up. Now I want to like really own something. It's like, well, what do you do? What do you care about? Make sure you're clear about that. Mm-hmm. No one fall, no one wants to follow someone who's like, I don't know what I do. <laughs> you know, right. I don't know what I care about. It's like, well, why do I care about you then? And um, so pick, pick a topic and pick one place. So wherever you're most comfortable, it doesn't have to be um, anything sp- spectacular. It can be on Twitter or LinkedIn or wherever and become really good there. Mm-hmm. Because you only need the one place. Branch out once you've figured out um, what your audience wants, what you're comfortable with, where it's evolved to. But it, uh, if you try to do it all, you'll just do nothing. Or right. you'll start putting the same content out everywhere. And that's that can also be a little like um, draining because now you're not invested. You're just putting things out there and you're not getting response um, and you want to find that the community element of anywhere you exist so if it's Twitter you know jumping into conversations or like the chats if it's LinkedIn get into some of those groups if it's Facebook get into some of those groups um, because those are the places you're gonna ha- be able to start networking and um, getting people to share things about you for you and then building relationships uh, if you think about it this way it's just what we would do in the real world, but online, <laughs> you right, know, you right. can't, you shouldn't being in so many rooms at once can be overwhelming. Right. Do, yeah. How important is engagement? And when I say that, some people are just about like the numbers, right? Let's get uh, so mm-hmm. many followers or whatever. How important is engagement and how do you cultivate that in, in, in better ways? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So there's like, um, you know, most people online are lurkers. That's why we have polls and things because people are way more comfortable. Um, you know, like you'd be surprised you're in a chat and there's like three people talking, you put out a poll and you get a thousand responses. You're like, where are you guys? (laughs) So I think asking questions and, um, and communicating about a certain thing. So, uh, there's putting content out with like no opinion attached to it. It's like, here's just news. It's like, okay, cool. Um, but if you're like, hey, let's talk about this certain topic. Do you think X? Where do you get your, you know, um, I was surprised I asked people how they read. It's a Kindle, Audible. Right. I mean, so many responses because it's such an easy thing to attach to, mm-hmm. you know, and you can kind of branch off. So keeping it simple, asking questions and like, and driving conversation is more important to me than any number of followers because just if they're not engaged, it doesn't really really matter. You know, it's like, and it's obvious people are are aware of how that, what's going on, how it looks, and um, you're not getting out of it what you wanted in the first place, right? So you're trying to become an expert if no one's 
paying attention to you. <laughs> it still right. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I would, the thing is like, don't put unrealistic numbers or compare yourself to other people. Because if, for instance, you're an, an expert in, um, I don't know, biochemical engineering, you might have a smaller audience than someone who's an expert in, you know, marketing. <laughs> so. Yeah. How'd you come up with that number? How'd you come up with that title? Biochemical engineering. This rolled off your tongue. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a good one. You know, biochemical engineering. I'm going to just hold that one in, in yeah. reserve to pull out at some point. Um, talk about your company. Yeah. Talk about Bell and Ivy, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of take us down the road of how that's come to be and what do you guys do and how's that thing going for you now? I mean, I see every once in a while posts and stuff like that. So it looks like yeah. everything's going really great there. Yeah. So, uh, my co-founder and I, we were, you know, we had a, a corporate company prior to this that, um, because of an acquisition and I was, uh, I, I, re- I just realized something, I, the realization I never had before of what it was like to work at a, in a corporate environment right. and, um, that it wasn't anyone's fault. It's just kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, I don't know. And I, and I also felt that some of the greatest assets for a company and the reputation are the employees. And so we, we got into this idea of personal branding for personnel branding, um, and started primarily as a personal branding agency for companies. Mm -hmm. And then we realized it, it's what happens in any, um, new, marketing thing right it just becomes marketing at the end of the day <laughs> so uh, we expanded some of our capabilities into um digital marketing and uh and then in may of uh, last year we acquired a pr company because uh, everything we do touches pr and so if you're not a pr person uh, you're more of a networker mm-hmm. pr can be exhausting and so it was um it was better to to really uh, merge with a, another agency to, to do that. Um, and yeah, so, so we do PR and digital marketing. Uh, and then we've opened our second location actually in Las Vegas last month. Wow. So we've got, uh, we're in partnership with a large uh, uh, production company and stage. So now we're getting more uh, broad in our content development capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been, Great. It's been a lot, wow. of, uh, a lot of fun. Um, okay. I don't want it to keep you too long. You've yes. Been, you've been wonderful. Thanks for <laughs> Thanks. being here. What's a, what is a realistic time frame for a person just starting out to build up a substantial platform? Mm-hmm. How much effort has to go into that until they will begin to see some type of tangible results? Right. Well, uh, you know, I, I, for me, if you're not, that's where that, like going to write for the, the big or making right. those partnerships, right. Early on is so important because it'll change the trajectory of everything you do. Um, it's, you're probably looking at like 60, 90 days to see like things that excite or make you really excited to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing it the right way. And then, It'll just, it'll kind of just grow. When it becomes substantial, it's so questionable. It's like, mm-hmm. you'll start feeling that it's working. You'll feel more secure. And then with the six month year mark, you start to get insecure about it because like, 
you know, everyone's talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, is this all I am? <laughs> and then right. when you get past that, that hump, you're, it's almost kind of hard to, to see. It'll just, it'll just keep going. The longer you do it, it'll just grow and grow. Yeah. But yeah, it, it takes a, it's like a few, like three months probably to really feel the impact right. it, that keeps you doing it and right. excited and involved. Yeah. Which is not a long time. If you think, you know, you, you do a podcast. So when people respond to the podcast, those little moments are a big deal. Mm-hmm. Feel yeah. the growth. You know, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, when people start coming to you about a certain topic and you start have, voicing these things like so those, those are big, big moments. If you're trying to be everywhere again, like I said, though, that's when you're not going to feel it as much because mm-hmm. you're spread too thin. Right. How much of it is luck? Hmm. It's luck and uh, network, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I don't know if it's luck or if it's just asking. Luck and people. did you say luck and the network? And network. So who you know, who you're talking to. Who you know, and luck. What you're willing to ask them for. What you're willing to ask them for. You because should be bold. I, you should be bold. You know, um, I guess whether or not they say yes or no, it could be luck. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it, to build a substantial platform, there's definitely luck in timing, mm-hmm. or I uh, luck in you know maybe fit a certain idea of what people think it is in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are definitely luck based. But I've seen people grow uh, pretty decent decent followings or, you know, brands out of, out of just being bold, (laughs) (laughs) knowing exactly what the, what their next step should be and just asking for it until someone says yes. And it's always, you know, embarrassing or annoying until, so so they do. And then those same people turn around and start asking you for things. Mm -hmm. Good. It happens very quickly. Awesome. Well, Hey, you've been wonderful. Thanks Thank for being you so on much the program. for having me again. I, I really um, yeah. enjoyed it. Do me a favor if you would and just tell um, the listeners where they can connect with you, um, what your what what your platforms are and where they can find you there, and maybe just give a plug for your book if you would. Yeah. Uh, so you can find me at Cynthia Live on Instagram and Twitter, and CynthiaLive.com is my website, so you can find the book there. And you can email me anytime, Cynthia at CynthiaLive.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. (laughs) You too. All right. Bye. Bye now. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with super megastar Cynthia Johnson. And let me just give you my top three takeaways from that interview. First of all, I think Cynthia lays out a solid argument for why you need to begin thinking about your personal brand. I think it's important, especially if you're wanting to advance in your career or establish yourself as an expert within your field. Again, as Cynthia mentioned, there's a deep need for content from media outlets that are out there, and they will seek out people to fill that need for content. As Cynthia said, many times the people that are filling that content who are being interviewed are not qualified experts in the areas that they're being interviewed on, but just have a good marketing campaign or a PR campaign to get themselves featured. So if you're an expert in a field, it's a good idea to begin building your own platform because though you might think your job is secure now, if something happens, 
you will need that platform. You will need that base, that foundation to show companies and others, especially in this digital age, that you are extremely qualified as an expert in your field and qualified for that next potential job. You might think, well, this doesn't apply to me, but let me say this, you know, every day on the news, uh, heating and air conditioning people, electricians, plumbers are being interviewed to talk about the difficulties and the challenges within their own respective field. So you can be an expert in any area, no matter what it is. You might be a pet groomer. Whatever it is, you can find a way to begin developing your own platform. Number two, I think Cynthia gives some incredibly valuable tips on how you can get published by major publications. And she shares her secrets for finding the right people and making the right pitch. In fact, her segment on Twitter advanced search, I think is worth the price of admission for this podcast by itself, even though it's free. I would suggest that you bookmark that for future use if you have any interest at all in getting published and recognized as an expert by some of the major publications that is a great avenue there. And then number three, uh, Cynthia just lays out a practical easy to follow plan for you to at least get started in developing your own personal brand and building your platform. She says you don't need a website, but you can get going by just claiming your social media platforms, keeping them consistent and get started publishing content on one of those. So if you're needing to just get started, the principles that she gives are an easy start. If you want to go more on that, I recommend you get her book platform. There's a link on our website, or of course, you can find it on amazon.com. So I hope you enjoyed the interview. If you did, give the podcast a thumbs up or a share on social media or something like that, whatever it might be. I want to let you know also that over this summer, I'm going to be doing a series of podcasts on communication problems. Communication, you might say, dysfunction. Uh, this comes as a result of a book I read by Neil Postman called Crazy Talk, Stupid Talk, and it deals with how our language and more specifically our communication problems and dysfunctions create difficulties for us in life. If you're having challenges or difficulties or frustrations in your life, chances are that it goes back to a communication problem because as we all know, and if you are a regular listener to this podcast or are reading any of our content on mindforlife.org, our communication, the language that we use, serves as a medium which constructs and structures how we think, how we experience the world, uh, forces us to think in specific ways and limits us and prevents us from thinking in other ways. So I hope you'll tune into that series. I'm very excited about it. And thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you next time.